Hello and welcome. This is Nadia with Art of Sia. Today is Whining Wednesdays and I am so glad to be back. It has been a while. I know I have missed sitting down and giving you all relationship advice. I hope you all missed me and are looking forward to the return of Whining Wednesdays. So today I thought that it would be appropriate um, to talk about the likelihood of success. So in my hiatus, I've um, had an opportunity to really kind of sit back and think about this. So I would like to share this with you today. But before we get started, please remember that Art of Sia focuses on three key ideas, seed planting, recognizing illusions, and acts of kindness. Begin to tune into these so that you can change your perception in order to change your situation. All right, let's get started. So what is the likelihood of success? So let's start simply by talking about the likelihood. What does that mean? Likelihood is the probability that something will occur right? So what is the chance of X thing happening? I talk a lot about being happily married. I mean, the entire reason I created Art of Sia and started this podcast is to reach as many people, as many women as I can to let you know that it is possible to be happily married. So what is the likelihood that you will actually be happily married and or stay happily married. Many people say that they want to be happy, but is that really likely? So today I'm going to challenge you to be realistic about the probability that you will be happily married. When I started this podcast, I was so eager and excited to get it up and running, right? I stayed up late to research different episode topics. I read blogs and listened to podcasts about how to make a podcast, how to start a podcast, how to get listeners and create an audience. I was in it and I was focused. My new endeavor was shiny and exciting. And it made me happy to think about the possibilities I had and how I could reach women and share this information. I was focused and determined. I had energy and shockingly more time in my day. I mean, it was kind of like if all of a sudden the 24 hour day somehow got extended just for me so that I could get everything done that I needed to get done. I mean, I was on a roll. So at that time, how likely was Wine and Wednesdays to have a successful launch? It was 100% likely. But what was the probability that it would make it to Apple's top podcast lists and or get a million downloads? Well, it depends on what I do or what I did next. Isn't it kind of like how wedding planning is? 
There's so much going on and so many tasks that you need to check off. You have a full-time job. Everyone keeps telling you to make sure that you have date nights. You've got brunch with the girls and meetings with wedding venues, photographers. You have to go dress shopping. You're creating a registry and picking out everything that you want to decorate your new home with. You have a ton on your plate. And for the most part, you enjoy getting it all done. It's stressful and can have more surprises than you would hope for, but it goes with planning a wedding. How likely are you to succeed? How likely are you to have a successful wedding? I would bet the probability of that is close to 100. What about having a baby? Again, so many things to do. You've got a job, a husband. You know, everyone tells you you need to do this prenatal yoga, water aerobics, massages. You've got to find an OB and a pediatrician. And depending on how soon you'll have to return to work, you have to find a daycare provider. You've got a baby shower to plan, a room to decorate, names to pick out, but you're on a roll, right? How likely are you to welcome a precious baby into this world? A hundred percent. But what is the likelihood that you will enjoy being a mother over the next lifetime of this child? Well, it depends on what you do next. So now let's fast forward. You have the baby and so you're a mother. Your life has changed, right? You behave in a different manner. You think about how your actions or lack of actions will impact your child. You make decisions based on the benefit of this child. You don't stop being a mother once you have that baby. You don't stop being a mother after you realize newborns don't sleep well. You don't stop being a mother when your child wants to be a social butterfly in school instead of getting good grades. You don't stop being a mother when your teenage daughter gets her menstrual and hates you for the next two years because she doesn't know how to deal with her hormones. You put on your big girl panties and you deal with it. You continue to be a parent. So I wanted a successful podcast, but the probability of that is no longer 100. It's Realistically, it's more like 10% now. How can I expect to get a million downloads when I stop podcasting and I don't market the episodes to my target audience? The launch was great. I was on a roll and I was reaching women all around the world. But when I stopped making it a priority... Guess what else happened? My listeners stopped listening. The building of my organic followers stopped dead in its track. There's been no growth over the last year. Now, if you know me by now, you know that I am huge on accountability. Facebook and Instagram algorithms didn't fail me. I failed me. Why are we so quick to give up on our husbands when things get tough? 
We vow for better or for worse, but I don't think many people actually mean the for worse part. But it's like after we say I do, all of a sudden the energy leaves, right? The day somehow gets shortened now to a measly little 12 hours and you just don't have enough time for your spouse anymore. You will succeed in whatever you put your energy into. But there's no finish line in marriage. The wedding, like the birth of a child, is the beginning of a lifelong adventure. The road is not always smooth or even paved for crying out loud. Sometimes you make your own road. But trust the process and enjoy life's changes. You are in control of your happily ever after. Make it a priority. I was talking to my husband earlier today about restarting this podcast and about how today was the day I had planned on doing it because he give, gave me something else to do today, to do this evening with my son. And we're having that discussion back and forth. And he says to me, well, do you want my input? I don't know if I really wanted his input, but I had to take it, yes, because, you know, he might have something nice to say or something meaningful to say. And he said to me, I think you sleep too much. I do sleep a lot. He said, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Somewhere between eight and nine. And so he says, well, just think about if you cut one hour asleep a day. That's seven hours a week that you could be dedicating more toward your podcast. Absolutely right. And I sit here as I'm thinking about the probability of my success and of being an entrepreneur, I have to take the advice of an entrepreneur. My husband is a self-made millionaire. Now, if I can get that advice from him for free, and I don't use it, am I really trying to be a self-made millionaire entrepreneur because I'm getting the advice from someone who knows. I might not like it because, hey, I like to sleep, but it's advice that I really should listen to because he knows what it is that he's talking about. Same when it comes to marriage and relationship advice. You need to get advice from people who know what it is that they're talking about. So that your probability of success is greater. Listen to some of the things that people say. Now, it might not benefit you because everything that one entrepreneur does is not necessarily the next for the next entrepreneur. And everything that one marriage does is not necessarily the best for another marriage. But I guarantee you, there is a commonality between successful entrepreneurs and successful marriages. So when it gets tough, you don't turn your your back to those things. You've got to buckle up and hold on tight. You've got to dig deeper. You've got to stay the course in order to actually get things done. I know it's easy to stop being kind 
because of some of the baggage. You all have history, right? So that's what I mean by the baggage. These marriages all started off happy. You all did. Or else you wouldn't have got married, right? You all have a history that has not always been good. People have hurt people. So when you decide, okay, I'm going to start listening to Wine and Wednesdays and I'm going to start trying some of these new things. And so you start trying them, right? And you're not getting the response you want. It's so easy to stop doing that and to go back to your old behavior. You're not being rewarded for your good behavior. So why should you be good? It takes time to change some of these things that have now become part of us to where your spouse will recognize it and give back. All right, let's go ahead and take a wine break. Today I have, this is a really big, beautiful bottle. Um, Gerard Bert, Bertrand, Gerard Bertrand, Quote des Roses. I know I'm saying that wrong, but it's a Chardonnay 2020. It's very golden yellow. I know many episodes ago, um, I talked about your whites and how you can look at the color of them. And it tells you how long they actually aged in the barrel. So the more golden the color, the longer it was in the barrel or the older that it might be. This here is a 2020. So again, hold it up to something white so that you can actually see the true color. This here is a cheaper price point of a wine. I feel like it was $9.99, I think, at the grocery store. There's hints of pineapple and pear in here. And it smells floral. Not too bad. So that was the Côte de Rosas. Côte de Rosas. Mm, I don't know how to say that. Chardonnay. Gerard. Bertrand. 2020. All right. Let's get back into it. The one advice that my husband gave me today was to sleep less. One hour. It was very tangible. I can measure that. It's not asking a lot out of me. And I am going to try to take his advice. What I say to you as my guide for a happy marriage is to make sure you're having sex. Over the next month, I'm going to talk about how we're going to get you to that place because that is the commonality that strong, successful, happy marriages have is they stay intimate. So stick with me over the next month or so 
I'm going to break it down because I realize that you all are so far from this that having something as simple as sex can be nauseating. I get it, but there is a silver lining. Let's go ahead and recap. We're talking about the likelihood that you are to succeed. How bad do you really want to be happily married? Is it worth changing your behavior for? Is it worth forgiving your spouse for some of the indiscretions that have happened in the past? Is it worth shutting your mouth? Is it worth getting on a healthy sex schedule? Is it worth stopping some of your spending habits? There's going to be a sacrifice somewhere. What are you willing to do to start this process? That's what we're going to be talking about within these next couple of weeks, because my pretty much golden rule is continue to have sex, but you can't continue to have sex if you don't even really want to be around this person. So while not as simple as give up an hour of sleep, it's still very obtainable. And again, we're talking about husbands and about being happily married. So it should not be something that you're tuning your nose up right now while I'm, I'm speaking this. Okay. All right. So That is going to be it for today, November the 1st. If you have any, any questions, please go out to Instagram or Facebook at art.of.sia. That's S-I-A. You can message me. I would love to hear from you. Um, You can also go out to my website, artofsia.com. Click on that free consultation button up in the upper right hand corner. And I will get back to you as soon as possible. Again, this is Nadia. Until next time, take care of each other.